SAFM. Guiding you through the rush hour traffic. Good morning. Still a bit of a hold-up on the N14. Driving to Pretoria this morning. This is the Ben Skuman Highway. Crash just north of the N1 Brockfontein interchange. Here, traffic lining up through towards uh, the Jean Avenue exit. Uh, the N1 between Allendale and Baclou on your way to Joburg remains very slow this morning. A crash earlier uh, just before the Baclou interchange and that backlog still around Allendale Road. And the heavy uh, traffic continues on your way out of Pretoria towards Hummonskral uh, with a crash just before you get to the Murray Hill exit. Uh, Durban's M7 going into Pine Town. Uh, stationary truck by the N3 is still there. Traffic uh, heading to Pinetown uh, remains backed up to Hunt Stepman Highway. That as well is quite a uh, busy little route to be on by today's standards. Cape Town still looking okay, no problems. The N1 inbound you get through in good time this morning from uh, Brackenfell, Cryfontein, Belleville all the way through to CBD. The N2 uh, very light, open and flowing as well on that run through from the airport uh, through Hospital Bend. A little bit of rain around uh, Cape Town this morning so don't go pushing too hard and fast. Just give yourself some extra time to get through and get through safely. Rob Byrne, SAFM traffic. So Valley, the drama in the DSTV Premiership is here to stay. Royal AM, Yafuguza, looking for maximum points to secure a position in the top eight. But, you think Cape Town City will allow this? They want to settle in the top four. Twitty Twata tackles the citizens. This is Ebola Leitu. Drama. Bikili Bikili. Royal AM battles it out with Cape Town City on Saturday, 29 April at 2.30pm. Live on SABC1 and SABC radio stations. Hashtag, we love it here. Brought to you by SABC Sport. Attention all residents of Johannesburg. The City of Johannes or City Power Johannesburg wishes to inform you of the proposed extension to the Kelvin Power Supply Agreement. The extension contract will be until the 31st of October 2026. Kelvin Power Station mitigates power demand during peak months and exceeding the notified maximum demand could result in power outages and penalties. Interested parties are invited to submit comments or representations by mid-April. For more info, email kelvinparticipation at citypower.co.za. Make your voice heard now. Help keep the lights on. You are listening to John Gerica on SAFM. Uh, a minefield of information that was thrown at me uh, where if you, if you have a, a child or, or, or somebody that you're looking after, a child, you're looking after a child, and they don't have the necessary home affair documents or you don't have the necessary home affair documents, you might not be able to get your SASA grant, which you are entitled to. Well, the Children's Institute and Legal Resources Centre have put together... Uh, a, a process and documentation to help you understand this a little bit better. Attorney at Legal Resources Centre at the Makanda office is Cecile van Skalkweg. Cecile, thank you very much for joining us. A lot of information I had to get through, but the bottom line is uh, if you don't have the right documents, there is belief that children can't get their SASA grants. Yes, thank you so much for having us. Um, yeah, it's been, a, it's been a long held belief. I think that children who are um, unregistered, who don't have a birth certificate, or even if the parent doesn't have an identity document, mm. that they are not able to apply for a grant. We, we know that at least since 2008, when the regulations to the Social Assistance Act was enacted, um, this has actually been a possibility. Um, regulation 13, as it now stands, allows for children who are unregistered um, and for the, for, for you know, caregivers or parents who are unregistered for them to be able to apply for a SASA grant for the child um, at, at any local SASA office. The big problem, though, is that you know the law and I now know the law and our listeners now know that it's possible, but do the SASA offices that are helping these people know the law? 
Um, well, we know that in practice, um, both the Legal Resources Centre and the Children's Institute have had some extreme difficulty with um, with local SASA officials who are not aware of, of exactly what the law says on, on in this regard. Um, but we hope that uh, this publication, which has been developed with the support of SASA, uh, will enhance not only public information for, for people who want to apply, but actually um, information for, for SASA officials themselves in understanding how the process works and how, how they're supposed to be apply, applying it in practice. So there's another indictment there because the website doesn't have this information. The officials don't necessarily know the correct way to do it. In fact, some officials are pulling the wool over people's eyes saying that it's only three months that you're allowed to get it if you don't have your documents. That's also untrue. So that used to be a practice until about 2021 when the Legal Resources Centre and Children's Institute managed to um, have SASA change the practice. There used to be a practice where after three months the grant would be cancelled mm. if you don't bring your documentation to SASA to show that you've now actually registered. Um, that is no longer the practice. Um, there is a moratorium placed on that practice that has been extended until at least uh, 2025. So that is certainly no longer the practice. We know that some officials don't know that yet. Um, and, and hopefully through this guide, um, you know, that kind of information will be more publicly available and SASA will do a little bit more in trying to inform their officials um, of, of the, mm. the fact that this is no longer applicable. Okay, so can, uh, maybe it's difficult to access the internet, but let's, let's take the easiest route first. Can access the, uh, the internet, download stuff which I can show to my SASA officials, is that correct? Yes. So what we would encourage people to do is if you if you think that you ca- cannot apply or you've been told by a SASA official that you cannot apply, mm. the first step would obviously be to go to the SASA office and say, you know, I am an unregistered person or I've got a child in my care who's unregistered and I would like to apply for this particular grant. Um, ideally, the SASA official would help you because they are aware of it. If um, they cannot help you, um, or if they refuse to help you, what we would encourage people to do is to get hold of this publication. It's available on our social media, our website, as well as the Children's Institute's website, um, and take it to the official and say, "This is, you know, this is the information. Um, this is this is what we suppo- you're supposed to be doing. This is the process that you need to follow." Mm. Um, and if they are then still successful, our um, advice would be to try and escalate it to the manager or the regional manager. And then um, if that doesn't work, obviously contact one of our organizations to try and assist them um, with, with getting access to the grant. All right, so work your way up. Don't go straight to you and work your way down, for example. Well, I mean, people are obviously always welcome to contact us, but we would suggest that people um, start with the process on ground level. And I mm. think part of that as well is to make sure that um, you know, the more this kind of publication gets out, the more SASA officials are aware of it on mm. ground level and it's handed over to officials. Um, you know, if an officer dealt with a situation like that once, one would imagine that anyone after that who comes in um, knows and understands the process and would be able to be assisted. All right, Cecile, the internet's not always available. What other options do I have if I can't download it? Um, so we do have hard copies that are going to be made available quite soon. We're also in the process of having it translated into Isikosa. Um, so, and, and we're looking at other languages as well. Um, so if there are organizations or advice officers or individuals who would like hard copies of this, they're welcome to contact one of our organizations and we will we, we can arrange for those hard copies to be sent to them. Um, and I think, you know, what, what we're really hoping is that at some point word of mouth, media such as radio, um, those kinds of avenues would become more accessible and the information would sort of, mm. you know, be more accessible in the, in the public domain. All right. Give us one website, Cecile, if you can. 
Um, so they can go to the website of the Legal Resources Centre. Um, I think it's www.lrc.org.za, if I'm not mistaken. And then they are also welcome to visit the website of the Children's Institute um, at UCT, um, where they can get downloaded. Right. I'm just going to double-check that. All right, thank you very much to Cecil Fiskalkvake, attorney at the Legal Resources Centre at Makanda Office, uh, LRC Legal Resources Centre, at www.lrc.org.za. Uh, you can find all the details there. And if you top right-hand corner of my screen, news about our work, get involved. It's probably under resources. You can find it there, www.lrc.org.za. It's 8 o'clock, and Outsurance will go out of their way to try and save you money on your car insurance. If they can't, ask for 500 Rand. SMS out to 38462. Now that's good news.